0: Yes, 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 folks. How is it going? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you had a phenomenal weekend. I believe this is episode 11. I need to double check, but I think this is episode 11 of The Modern Day Leader. Uh, I'm starting to lose track of all the episodes now. But in this episode, I wanted to kind of go straight into it and last week I released an episode on how to train for a body transformation so I focused on the exercise part of it and since releasing that podcast I've had some really good feedback a lot of people have said that some of the tips in the podcast have really helped give them clarity on what they need to do going into the gym which is absolutely fantastic that's just what this podcast is all about but I also had a few people kind of reach out and say but could you do one on the diet side because I tend to find, you know, from some of the messages that I've had this last week, people feel a bit more confident with the training side of things, but when it comes to the nutrition, they seem to be a little bit more overwhelmed, so I thought I'd do kind of like a part two um, on the diet. So this episode is how to diet for a body transformation, and I'm going to teach you how to drop 6 to 10 kilograms in 90 days. The dietary side of it. Now, I know I did a podcast on this about a month ago, which was covering the training, the nutrition, the sleep, and kind of like an overview on everything. But in this episode, I'm just going to specifically hone in on the nutritional component. So hopefully you're going to get lots of value um and yeah I'm going to share the tips that I apply to myself with my own training my own body transformation and what I do with my clients as well. So the first thing that we've got to look at when it comes to like dropping body fat, getting leaner, building muscle is the amount of calories that we're consuming. Calories is arguably like the most important thing that we've got to look at because the way I you know I explain this, I've, I've used this kind of analogy in the past, is calories is very similar to cash. If you spend more cash than you earn, you get into debt. If you spend the same amount of cash that comes in each month, you end up balancing out, like you end up breaking even. And if you spend less cash than you get, you end up saving, you end up becoming wealthy. It's the same when it comes to calories. If you over consume calories, you're going to gain weight. If you consume the same amount of calories that your body needs, like energy in versus energy out is equal, you're going to maintain weight. And if you consume less calories than your body needs, your body has no choice but to tap into its stored energy and therefore you will lose weight. So when it comes to transforming your body, what we're trying to do is actually drop body fat. So we're trying to create a calorie deficit. So how I do this for myself and with my clients is I will take my weight in pounds. I will then times it by 12. So let's say, for example, you have got, let's say, I'm just going to get my calculator up because, as I've said, I've never been the best at maths. So let's say I was to weigh 200 pounds, times that by 12, that would mean that I would start with 2,400 calories per day. That is the average that I would be looking to hit. Now, you could just stick to having 2,400 calories per day and try and do that seven days per week. Or what you could do is look at it over the average of a week. So let's say we've got 2,400 calories for the day. That's what we need to try and hit to create a calorie deficit. Times that by seven days a week. That would equal 16,800 calories. That's the number that we're trying to hit each week. So you could just have that average of 2,400 a day. Or you could actually have, say, 2,000 calories Monday through to Friday bank an extra 400 calories and then add that to your weekend. So calorie cycling is something I've mentioned before. It's something that I do with a lot of clients because I tend to find it can work a little bit better because Monday through to Friday, for most people, you're working nine to five, you're busy, distracted. But at the weekends, there's usually a bit more downtime, a bit more socializing. So actually putting more of your calories or a higher calorie day on Saturday and Sunday can work really, really well. And that's typically what I will do. I will typically have Monday and Tuesday as lower calorie days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is kind of like more like maintenance days and then Saturday and Sunday I will have more calories because I go out with my family, we go out for food, we might have like a full English breakfast, etc. So. First of all, like we've got to establish how many calories your body needs to drop body fat. And the way that I do it, as a general rule of thumb, is find out the weight in pounds, times it by 12, and that's your starting point. You might need to tweak it as the process evolves, and it obviously depends on your activity level. But that's a really good place to start. The second thing, the second tip is like protein. So the two most important things when it comes to trying to achieve a body transformation is calories and protein. If you do nothing but focus on those two things, you're going to get fantastic results. They are literally like the bread and butter. They are literally like eggs and flour and water for making a cake. They are the, the key ingredients. So when it comes to protein, like you'll hear so many different things online, like eat a gram per pound of body weight or eat one and a half or two grams per pound of body weight. I found that from testing this on myself and from testing on hundreds of guys that I coach, most guys, as long as you're consuming like 130 to 150 grams a day, that's going to be enough for most people. If you can eat a little bit more, that's great. But there does become a point at which like if you're eating more than 150 grams of protein, you know, close to say like 180 to 200 grams, your body might not be able to, to digest that. And typically speaking, like the more body fat somebody is carrying, the less protein that they need. They still need a good amount, like 130 to 150 grams a day. But the more body fat you've got, the more like stored energy that your body will actually use to 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 use that for fuel whereas in the leaner you are the more you actually need protein so if somebody comes to me and they're already quite lean like the body fat say is below 15 percent then i will typically give them more protein to make sure that we actually hold on and protect the muscle so just to try and keep it simple like if you've got like a couple of stone to lose you still want to have 130 to 150 grams of protein a day uh, but you don't need any more than that but if you've got say only maybe like i don't know seven pounds or 14 pounds i say half a stone to a stone to lose then you're going to probably need a bit more protein just to make sure that we actually keep that muscle that is being built so that's the general guidelines that i kind of apply when it comes to clients whenever i run like the eight week challenges like i don't know if you've seen it on social media but i've done like an eight week christmas challenge and again, like, as long as the guys hit 130, 250 grams of protein on average each day, the results are amazing. It's enough protein to be able to help them train. It's enough protein to be able to help them recover um, and to keep the muscle whilst dropping down the body fat. And as I've said to you before, a body transformation is all about building and protecting as much muscle as possible whilst dropping as much body fat as possible in the healthiest and most sustainable way. So number one was calories. Number two is protein. Three is is the quality of foods that you are eating. One thing I see is like once somebody's established the calories and the protein targets, they, they automatically think, right, well, I've got 2,400 calories to play with or whatever it may be. I could fit in like half a Domino's pizza or I could fit in a chocolate bar. And don't get me wrong, like when you go with a calorie controlled approach, like I'm talking about, you can have a little bit of an allowance to maybe fit in some of these things, but you're not trying to spend that those calories. You're not trying to spend your cash on crap. You're trying to get as much bang for your buck you know let's look at it in from a cash point of view if you're getting 2,400 pounds per month you don't want to be spending you know a thousand pounds on clothes each month you know obviously it depends on like your overhead etc but you want to be you want to be spending a majority of that cash on like you know your property or, or your rent or you know personal development or like you know eating good quality food like stuff that's actually going to really like help you progress forwards you know it would be very very Daft to be spending say more than a thousand pounds on stuff that's not going to really serve you. And um, so when it comes to calories, like I always think, at least eighty percent of your food needs to be good quality. So let's say you're having three meals a day, seven days a week, twenty one meals. You want to make sure that at least like seventeen or eighteen of those meals is like really good quality. And when I say good quality foods, the easiest way to think about a good quality food is: is the food what it is, or does it have any added ingredients? So look at chicken. Chicken is chicken. There's no other added ingredients. Mince is mince. Veg is veg. Fruit is fruit. So single ingredient foods are basically like foods that are natural. So you've got chicken, you've got turkey, you've got eggs, you've got steak, you've got mince, you've got nuts. You've got all. all fruits are basically single ingredient foods carbohydrates wise you've got like rice that's a single ingredient food potatoes sweet potatoes so if you're sticking to like wholesome foods and um, fruit vegetables and like just complex carbohydrates like rice uh, quinoa potentially um, potatoes sweet potatoes those kind of things you're not going to go far wrong and these foods are going to give you nutrients they're going to keep you fuller for longer you can add salt spices all that kind of stuff to make it more flavorsome but Typically, like the, the blander the food, the better that food's gonna be. And a question that I ask myself, I've, I've just started doing this probably over the last three months, is whenever I'm about to eat food, most of my food, I already know what I'm having. But if I'm going out and socializing, I'll think, is this food gonna give me energy and serve me and complement my life? Or is it gonna give me a quick boost but then leave me feeling fatigued and flat and tired? And don't get me wrong, you know, I love going out every now and then having a drink, having a pizza, burger. I'll usually have like some kind of burger and chips or a dessert at least like once a week. Um, But most of the time I actually think, right, is this food going to serve me? Is it going to give me energy and is it going to complement my life? Or is it going to give me a short term hit, but then leave me feeling empty, tired, sluggish? And therefore it's going to have a negative effect on my business, on my health, on my confidence on how I show up for my family. So that's been a really simple question that's very much helped me. So again, when it comes to transforming your body, because we're reducing your calories, we've got to make sure that 80% of the calories that you're having is coming from good quality food. And yes, it's not exciting. You know, you're not gonna be having pizza, burgers, crisp chocolate every single day but trust me once you do this for a couple of weeks your palate will cleanse and you'll tend to crave less crap most of the reasons why we crave so much crap is because our bodies are used to it and um, you know the way that it was explained to me about 15 years ago was like if you feed your stomach with sugar and crap it will crave crap it was a bit like having a spoiled child if you give your child absolutely everything it wants all the time it will crave more of that. But then as soon as you stop, i.e. You, you, you stop eating the sugar for a period of time, you're going to get a little bit of kickback. You're going to be basically getting a, the, the child screaming out saying, saying, well, well, you told me I could get this toy last week and now I can't get this toy. You told me I could have this chocolate last week and now I can't. So you're going to get this backlash. But eventually the child, i.e. your body, will get used to it And the cravings will become less and less. So it usually takes one or two weeks to kind of cleanse that palate. And once it's there, you will actually crave a lot less. And then as long as you keep it in a healthy dose... You should be fine moving forwards. So that's the third tip, quality foods. The fourth thing is like, how do you actually build a meal plan? So this is something that I will do with my clients. I'll either build them a meal plan. I'll either give them calorie targets, which is what we're kind of discussing today. Or I'll give them like a bit of a hybrid plan where you've got a few different breakfast choices, lunches, dinner. So that's going to be the best way. They're really the only ways you can help somebody with their nutrition. Is, is giving them one of those systems. You've got a strict system, you've got a kind of hybrid system, which is somewhere in the middle, and then you've got like a flexible system where somebody's in control of their calories, but they've already got like a good understanding of like how uh, to eat good quality foods. So in terms of like building a plan, once you've figured out your calories, so like I said, get your weight in pounds, times it by 12, that's your calories. Then you want to make sure you're hitting at least 130, 250 grams a day. So ideally, we want to be having, say, three to four, servings of protein each day. So at least kind of like 30 to 40 grams in each meal. So once we've got your calories, once we know how many times a day you're eating, is it three meals, is it four meals, is it three meals and two snacks, then we've got that. We can then spread our protein out ideally equally throughout those meals and then start to pick those single ingredient foods that you like and build them into a plan. And the way to build a nutritional plan is just literally log onto my fitness pal or just spend a bit of time going on, like the Tesco website looking at some foods that you pick. And it might take you like one or two hours to build a food plan. But once you've built it and once you know it's based on foods that you like, you can then copy that plan on a weekly basis. And this is what I do myself: like my food plan, pretty much 70 to 80 percent of the year stays the same. I could go into like MS on a Saturday with my eyes blindfolded and just know where everything is because I pretty much eat the same foods. I might just rotate a few foods every now and then. But the two hour work that it took me to build that plan now saves me hours and hours. And it saves me energy and having to go into a supermarket and have a new meal plan every single week. So I guess it takes a bit of time to do it. But once you've got that meal plan in place, it just makes it so much faster, so much easier. Um, and I know like what I'm having for breakfast, lunch and dinner, from Monday through to Friday. The weekend is a bit more flexible, but I still have a system that I follow. And, um, you know, I still have a breakfast, a healthy lunch. And then usually the evening meal on a Saturday and Sunday is something a little bit off plan. So out of like the 21 main meals that I have each week, I only usually have two meals off plan Uh, and the only time that will change is if I'm doing like a photo shoot and maybe the last one or two weeks I'll just cut out those meals off plan. But most of the year I have at least one or two meals off plan. I really enjoy it. All my other food is, is tasty as well and therefore I've got like a system which allows me to stay lean, perform at my best and a diet that I really enjoy. So it takes a bit of time to build a diet plan but it's worth it especially as you're getting used to like tracking food you know understanding what your body needs to achieve a body transformation <clears throat> excuse me I still got a little bit of a cold from last week and then the fifth thing is like assessing so how do we assess if this plan is working again one of the beauties of being a coach is that I will sit down and look at every single client's progress on a Thursday to check that they're willing to make sure that they're heading in the right direction and to make tweaks because realistically like you can't follow the same plan forever, and there might be after two or four weeks, the plan starts to work, but then all of a sudden you start to plateau. So you will maybe need to make small tweaks, but the, the the simplest way of doing this, short of actually investing in somebody like myself or having a coach to actually guide you on this, is to just take your weight take your weight each day, I would recommend, and then at the end of each week, add it all up, divide it by seven, and then you've got your week per average. And look, every couple of weeks, like is that average coming down? A healthy kind of rate of weight loss is anything really, I would say, from like a quarter of a kilo to a kilo a week. The the kilo a week is if somebody's like a bit heavier, the more kind of obese or carrying a lot of weight. And then maybe like a quarter of a kilo to a half a kilo for somebody that's trying to lose weight, but they haven't got like massive amount of weight to lose. That's quite a generalization, but I'm just trying to give you some context. So is, is your weight dropping? a quarter of a kilo to a kilo a week on average, are you sticking to the plan? Because obviously if you're not sticking to the plan, that needs to be investigated a bit further. Is it emotional eating? Is it just lack of being organized? That kind of stuff. If that's the issue, then you can obviously patch that up. If you are genuinely sticking to the plan 100%, you figured out all oh, the calories and in a couple of weeks, the weight's still not dropping, then you could potentially look at just reducing those calories. And whenever I make like a reduction to calories by myself or my clients, It may only be like 50 to 100 calories because I don't want to take away too many calories. We all know that if we're all eating 600 calories a day, weight's going to fly off us. But also after a couple of days, our energy, our mood, our training performance is going to flag. So I like to take away slowly rather than taking away aggressively. So you could, for example, say we figured out your calories. You're on 2,400 calories a day. You do that for two weeks religiously. You stick to your food plan. You're hitting your protein targets. But in two weeks, you've not seen any weight loss. That's fine. This is great. This isn't a bad thing. It just means that the calories that you've got are maybe a little bit too high. So let's lower them by 50 to 100. Do that for the next couple of weeks. Then reassess. And you will get a point at which that weight will have to come down. Everybody's like, oh, it's my metabolism. I'm worried about this. No, 99% of the time, that weight has to come down at some point. And it's a bit like driving a car. You know when you've got like a a manual car? Um, I know most cars are like automatic now. But when you've got a manual car, you have to find that biting point. And if you don't get the biting point, you either stall the car um, or the car doesn't move at all, you know, so we've got to get that sweet spot. And that can sometimes take two to four weeks. And this is why, generally speaking, whenever I'm working with a client, the first 30 days is really just about establishing habits, routine, getting a system in place, and then looking at how that system is operating. Do we need to make any tweaks? And again, this is the beauty of having a coach. And the downside of like just having like a general plan or going on YouTube, because they're going to be challenges on the journey and there's no one kind of like rule that fits everybody so you can i can share my principles as a coach i can give you guidelines and tips and talk to you about my method but until you're actually on the journey until you're on somebody's boat with them you know you don't know exactly what's going to happen in two to four weeks time and this is the beauty of having a coach having a captain in your corner so they're the tips basically guys so first of all you've got to look at your calories uh, to drop body fat get your body weight times it by 12, that's a great start. Point. Second is having 130, 250 grams of protein a day, trying to spread that throughout the day. The third thing is making sure you're eating good quality foods, single ingredient foods. The fourth thing is building a meal plan. It'll take you a couple of hours, but once it's built, that's probably going to last you for the next three to six months. You might just need to make a few small tweaks. And then the fifth thing is assess. Take your weight each day. Look at your progress. Get your average weight for the week. And then every couple of weeks, make small iterations if you need it. If you're getting great results, you don't need to do anything. So hope that was helpful, guys. As always, any questions, feel free to reach out to me at um, nicklepfitness.co.uk. That's my email address. Or just drop me a DM on Insta. And I'm more than happy to spend some time helping you, answering questions. If there's any topics you want me to cover, just fire away, my friend.